Welcome to Cabot Coverage, the podcast where three sisters and a beloved family friend discuss the crime-solving adventures of mystery novelist Jessica Fletcher on Murder, She Wrote. I'm Susanna. I'm Megan. I'm Glynis. And I'm Ashley. And tonight we're discussing The Murder of Sherlock Holmes, which is the pilot and originally aired on the 30th of September, 1984. Some places like here, they refer to the two, it's a two-parter as episode one and episode two, but I know that's not always how they refer to it on things. So anyways, it's basically like a full movie at 90 minutes. So this episode is written by Peter S. Fisher, who's one of the co-creators of the show. Um, He wrote 40 episodes. The episodes he's written that we've covered are Lovers and Other Killers, Tough Guys Don't Die, Widow Weep for Me, Sing a Song of Murder, One White Rose for Death, A Little Night Work, Snow White Blood Red, The Last Flight of the Dixie Damsel, The Search for Peter Carey, and he did also write Murder in White, but it's penned as Lawrence Vale. So a lot of times in the 80s and 70s, I think they'd make these pilots that were hour and a half because then if the pilot didn't get picked up they could still air it as like a made for tv movie Mm -hmm. and this is very much that like this feels very much like it could be a standalone tv movie if it wasn't if it didn't sort of spin off into the tv show anyways so jessica fletcher is just a small town gal she's a teacher at cabot cove high She's very happily kind of going about her life. Her, her, our introduction to her is she's at a play at the Cabot Cove Playhouse and she manages to predict the mysterious ending of the play. Um, so she's obviously very on it. She finds out from her nephew, Grady Fletcher, played by Michael Horton, that who lives in New York. <laughs> Glennis is favorite. Glennis is number one. Well, okay. I mean, I'll, I've got a few thoughts after you finish the synopsis. <laughs> Okay. okay. No, not bad. So he tells her that he found her manuscript. Apparently she'd written a mystery novel and he has submitted it to a publisher to be published. It gets published. It's very popular. It's a bestseller. So Jessica goes down to New York to meet up with Grady and his girlfriend, Kitty Donovan, played by Jessica Brown, who works in publishing, to meet up with the publisher and basically do a bunch of interviews. So the publisher is a guy called Preston Giles, played by Arthur Hill. At first, he seems very standoffish and kind of rude. And Jessica has a series of really terrible TV and radio and all sorts of interviews along the way. She's about to go back to Cabot Cove and Preston Giles stops her and says that he wants to invite her to his very beautiful country house for the weekend for a party he's throwing so she goes to his country house there's it's a it's a fancy dress party so everybody's dressed as their favorite literary character and there's a whole cavalcade of stars there so we have brian keith as captain caleb mccallum who's a big like gordon's fisherman type guy (laughs) selling frozen fish his wife louise mccallum played by ann francis he's sort of second in command, Ashley Vickers, played by Tricia O'Neill. And then there's um, a sort of a producer of of Broadway plays called Peter Brill, played by Burt Convy. And just a whole host of other people are at this party. At the party, Grady catches someone snooping through his room. It turns out it's P.I. Dexter Baxendale, played by Dennis Patrick. Everybody gets super drunk. And then the next morning, uh, Kitty finds 
Sherlock Holmes floating in the pool. Now, Brian Keith, as Caleb McCallum, was dressed as Sherlock Holmes, so initially they think it's him, but then it turns out it was Dexter Baxendale that was killed. So in comes Chief Roy Gunderson, played by Ned Beatty, who's investigating. There's a lot of back and forth about could the person have thought they were killing Caleb McCallum? Did they know they were killing Dexter Baxendale? Later on in the episode, it turns out they find Caleb McCallum's body on his boat. So he's now also been killed. So they've both been killed. Anyways, Grady's arrested, of course. She's investigating. <laughs> is Trisha O'Neill, uh, uh, who plays Ashley Vickers, is she bad? Is Peter Brill bad? There's a lot of like fun, snarky lines, all this stuff. Anyways, it turns out. Um, and also, Jessica gets a smooch partway through this episode from Preston mm-hmm. Johnson. Oh, big old smooch. Oh, I wrote big smooch, exclamation point. Big smooch. And it turns out, uh oh, mm-hmm. it was Preston Giles. He uh-oh. killed uh-oh. the PI because it <laughs> because it turned uh-oh. out that the PI had found out that he <laughs> had gone to jail. It was an elaborate tale of how he'd ended up in jail, basically through some sort of investment scheme gone wrong, and he'd ended up in jail, but he had escaped from prison, which is an interesting thing to hear. Um, from Preston and uh, he I guess had gone on to set himself up as into real a life of riches and luxury and he'd managed to as he said financially ruin all of the people that had set him up to go to jail but Dexter Baxendale had found out that he had been in prison and was gonna blab unless he paid him money. So he killed him. And then the really dark one is that he then went off and killed Caleb McCallum. Yeah. To basically divert suspicion away. So he did. So Caleb McCallum absolutely did not have to die at all. Like he hadn't really done anything. And Jessica's pretty devastated. And you think for a minute that Caleb, I mean, that Preston Giles might kill Jessica, but he. I mean, given like his track record, I was shocked. (laughs) (laughs) so our fun facts we do have quite a few but i'll just go through them really quickly there was quite a long one that i've truncated because i don't want to read it all okay so the first one is jessica is introduced by guessing the end of a play in 1980 angela was in the mirror cracked as marple um who's a agatha christie character who is introduced in much the same way um, the next one is A-lister Andy Garcia is in this episode. Yep. He plays, quote unquote, first white thug, which is interesting. Ooh. And uh, yeah, maybe it doesn't stand up great. Anyways, another, like, I this was not in the fun fact, but this is just something to say. Anne Ramsey's on the bus. Did anybody spot her? Yeah, I did. I was no. like, was she not famous at this point? Is she such a bit brighter right? here? That bus ride was that bus ride was like celeb filled. You had I know Herb Herb Edelman. But oh, yeah, he's like barely in the episode. He's like driving the bus, and then she goes to get change for a dollar, and and goes, "I have three quarters for a dollar." <laughs> you know, Goonies and Throw Mama from the Train came after this. Okay, uh-huh. so I wonder if throw mama from the train <laughs> i got okay um our next fun fact is welcome to cabot Co- the welcome to cabot cove sign list the town's population is three thousand five hundred and sixty. 
the next one is in early seasons, Jessica uses a 1940s Royal typewriter, which is the same model as on the adventures of the Ellery queen with Jim Hutton. Uh, the one I've truncated is just that there's a quite an elaborate description of the sets of Cabot Cove that the person goes into great detail on, on the IMDb facts. So if you're interested, have a look there. The next one is the plot of this episode shares many similarities with the plot from Agatha Christie's short story, The Affair at the Victory Ball, which is one of Poirot's early cases. The next one is production designer Hub Braden on returning to Kenny Bunkport, where I guess he used to work. Again, I'm paraphrasing here. Discovered an Atlantic Ocean inlet bay which a main town road bridged over. The inlet has a small sign on either side of it uh, with its name, which is Cabot Cove. So maybe that's how the place got its oh. name. And then this is the first appearances of, of Michael Horton as Grady. The next yeah. one is Angela Lansbury and Arthur Hill, who played Preston Giles, worked together in the movie In the Cool of the Day from 1963. That that all-time classic and then um the last fun fact is this is the pilot and first episode for the series murder she wrote from 1984 so there you go yeah i like the extended intro i did too i like the classical cues i was so confused (laughs) and i loved her waving at the ship or the boat Mm. she's like waving like vigorously at a boat and i just like cute I also loved um, getting to see beautiful Cabot Cove High School. Oh my God. I, just, <laughs> I did not appreciate that this was the first episode. So I was like, who? Like, <laughs> especially like seeing her in these later episodes, I was like, who the hell is this woman who's not confident? <laughs> doesn't like believe in her writing and also who is Grady Grady nowhere near Grady like in the first episode like he is sort of with it he's got a good job I mean he has a good job in the later ones but he's like I've sent off your book it's really incredible he's got this like sort of smart and like with it girlfriend and like I don't know it was just it it made sense that it was the pilot because then obviously then they went off and like expanded and evolved these characters. But I was like, Grady on a scale of Grady was like a one. Yeah, he was like pretty chill <laughs> and straightforward. And like not like <laughs> as chaotic as he normally is. Yeah, he felt a little bit more grounded than, than Jessica. Like Jessica felt a little chaotic. Yeah, yeah, because she it was moving she's like back. banging on the bus door oh, and like yeah. just it just her and Daniel on the train just constant it's just constant chaos. There's a lot of running. Her running out into the street in traffic was trying so to hail a cab. Ridiculous. I was like, yes, I know she's from a small town, but like just any person knows you can't run into the street like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> She definitely grows up a lot over the course of the series. I mean, like, you know, following these people and you're like, okay, like you're super like sheltered maybe, but then also super brazen. Like, I don't know. And then her coming down as, uh, what was she? Linda. Oh my God. I mean, like, (laughs) she's just like, oh, what? Me? 
I know. Yeah. I. <laughs> so there's a lot. There was like a lot. And then I kind of liked, she just seemed like very informal, like so much more like, I don't know. She's, I don't know. Yeah. She just, she was a, it was a bit of a different character. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely not the like kind of she's so glammed up like relatively quickly on. She's also, as you're saying, like really capable. Like here she is also sort of sm smarter than everybody else and capable. But she's also kind of like a ooh, like old lady, like kind of thing. And then it's but then also, I mean, they do have her glam up for the party and she gets a boyfriend. I mean, there was the the episode was five minutes in before they had like a glow up montage. <laughs> I know. Well, that's, I love a montage. This had loads. There's a lot of exercising montage as well. I, I also, I feel like, I don't know, it's just so interesting that she had a little, it's interesting that we start with the first episode. She has this kind of romantic storyline and she never really properly has one again. Like we sort of, it's yeah, implied. I did, I wrote that down as one of my questions. Like, is this Jessica's only smooch? No, what about when Leslie Nielsen is visiting? Oh, but that's more like, no, but he pines after her. And he, he no, 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 there are a lot of men like, you know, want to be yeah. with her. Right. Yeah, but Leslie Nielsen, he's like, you know, he's just out of, like, not out of nowhere, but that's a pretty good episode, actually. Yeah, I feel like, that's close and it's closest to this but you're all you guys are also right in saying that it's not really this isn't this like once in a blue moon it's not yeah she never has another on-screen kiss I don't think but she no, does hook right, up like, with Nielsen a lot of guys smoocher. oh yeah he does smoocher. They, and also they definitely hook up in that episode no yes they do at the oh, end I haven't of, seen it I haven't seen it he like walks out of her like room her bedroom a, yeah in a in like a smoking a cigar wait no, have I seen it no I haven't seen it we haven't watched that one yet right smoking a cigar. he's smoking a cigar and then in Susanna's fan fiction like the <laughs> Seth and Jessica are always together always right? making out always right? making out you know, but I mean, honestly, there was one episode we watched with the two of them, but they basically sat on each other's laps and you're like, okay, I think they're just <laughs> together now. Like, we're not going to see them kiss on screen, but that's going to, this is going to have to be enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, there's the one with the author and he's like giving her a hard time about not, I think, spending time with him enough or, yeah. you know. And yeah. then she goes off and on a boat with him at the end. So yeah. right. And then they are they're both seen smoking cigars. No, okay. There's okay. There were lighting no a cigarette while they're in bed. It's like it's implied. Um, <laughs> but this like it, but yes, we don't get this is like a confirmed this is a guy that is interested in her romantically, that she because the big thing is does she return his affection? And in mm -hmm. most cases, with the guys on this show, she she doesn't. Or she does, but in a kind of like, we're going to be, I mean, even this one, he was like, listen, if this doesn't work out, at least I've made a good friend and then plants one on her. I, like, I know. Don't kiss my friend. Yeah, I mean, she's like pining hard when she leaves him. Yeah, yeah, she likes him. 
The only friend I kiss on the mouth is Ashley. (laughs) (laughs) True. Very uncomfortable. Nobody likes it. Nobody likes it. Pretty pretty uncomfortable. Christmas parties are generally uh, really awkward. (laughs) It just is so funny because it's like, they're not going to say they're going to date, but they're going to be like, we're just great pals. Like, right, smooth. and like, I'm right, fine right. taking it slow, and then he smooches her. I know, it's like, that doesn't seem like you're listening to what she's saying. And obviously she really likes him, but she's torn because she misses Frank. Yeah. 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 In the timeline, how long ago would Frank have passed? See, I don't know. I like, don't either. I think you meant to, if she's written I a think whole. They're supposed to be super fans. Hang on, Gwyneth. <laughs> I think they're always like the magic number is always like ten years ago. Like it sort of always feels like it's it's been long enough that she could kind of move on without it being a big deal. Long enough for her to have written a book, you know. But she's, but recent enough that she's still struggling to kind of get over, like that she's never going to really get over it. But yeah, maybe like five years. I mean, does that seem like yeah. I don't know? What did she say? She wrote the book. Did she say she wrote the book because uh, because his, the uncle had passed and she needed to pass the time? And she's only a substitute teacher at this point, right? She's not full time. Remember, she mentioned yeah. that that like someone was going out of town, so she needed to be back in time to cover their classes. Yeah, I don't know anyway yeah that yeah. but that would check out because she's meant to be kind of a retiree like kind of yeah. you know she's yeah you know I, I think they maybe are saying she's like in her maybe 60s and Frank passed yeah. away a few handful of years ago and she's now yeah. filling her time with working with the PTA and writing novels yeah. I mean she's about to enter the second phase of her life which is like right world traveling loaded author that like everybody's obsessed with and that solves a lot of crime so it's like things are about to really pick up for jessica (laughs) i know it's big time (laughs) (laughs) she's about to be not have to do her own storm windows anymore is what i'm trying to say (laughs) so there's there's a lot to unpack here obviously because it's a two-parter um, so just we're going to cover it in this one episode, but it might be kind of a depending on how it goes, kind of a long one. There's a lot in it. I've just written down random things um, mm-hmm. that I think is worth discussing. One of the things I would like to discuss <laughs> is mm-hmm. the fact that Preston Giles's country, beautiful country home, an enormous <laughs> country home is near enough to an airport that they are experiencing regular sonic booms. Now, I have never heard of such a thing, but (laughs) I don't know. I haven't either. Right. Does that that happen? Genuinely, I have an idea. I thought sonic booms (laughs) happen with like when the airplane was like not even near yeah it that you're right that was wild I mean that place was well first of all I love that they're like 
it's his country home in New York. It's like, okay, that's not New York at all. Like <laughs> when they're driving in his car up there, you know, that's looked like Southern California to me. But, and the, <laughs> but I did love the, like the, the pool and the pool house just reminded me, I don't know. I just, I liked it. I mean, that place was amazing. Yeah. It was beautiful. And, and it was called I, New New, new Halvang. Halvang. Okay. This is yeah. it just rolls right off the tongue. But. Well, now I got yeah, a it oh, Okay. I just Googled New Halvang and the first thing it says is New Is New Halvang a real place? <laughs> is it real? Not, is it? Um I don't think so. So if he's wealthy enough to buy this huge estate that like for just himself i guess to throw parties in you would think he might have the ability and the finances to buy a place that's not near enough to an airport that you're getting sonic so it's um <laughs> so an airplane can, can produce a sonic boom crazy it sounds like if it's like um like military Mm. well maybe he got his house for cheap because this is my question like he went to prison he'd been disgraced like where did he get money to rebuild his life and then discredit his former partner that's sonic boom money you're right you're right but i'm just like well maybe he got a deal on that place because of the sonic because of the booms (laughs) that's a as long as an airplane travels at mach one or faster it will generate a continuous sonic boom but then but like if that is okay but what i'm seeing is like anybody that lives like heathrow airport would be getting enormous like sounds all the time of like i don't know though maybe that's not well okay what i've understood is that the uh the um the john wayne airport in orange county when you fly out of there they like turn the engines off because the neighbors don't like it it's too loud and i don't know if that's sonic boom level it really shocked yeah. me out when the when the pilot yeah. said that when that was gonna cruising. happen i was like he's like it's perfectly safe <laughs> <laughs> and as you guys know i'm not like the best flyer so that was already like a lot of info to take in and it was scary yeah. to learn but so but and that's because those the people that live near the airport have a lot of money is is the understanding I have. Yeah, yeah. So it says on the FAA, the um, Federal Aviation Administration website, it says, is, son- is sonic boom illegal? And it says, currently U.S. law prohibits flight in excess of Mach 1 over land unless specifically authorized. So, no. so they're so, not so letting them can. go that fast, basically, to make a sonic yeah. boom. Yeah. But because it was honestly quite loud and that would be a shock to me if I was like walking around the grounds of my man's and there was a sound that loud that just like happened randomly as you're like 
people were like holding glasses. <laughs> you have like a flight schedule up, and you're like, Sonic Boom will occur like eight minutes yeah. after takeoff. <laughs> but oh Megan, God, that's yeah. terrifying. Like the engine turns off, and you just like coast down to the runway. Oh, I don't like that. Just because rich people can't handle the noise, guys, deal with it. Okay, you live by an airport. Yeah, no, that it freaked me out. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I loved that house. Um, it was so nice. Gorgeous. And he was having a big party. It looked oh like that party looked so fun. Um, Burt Convy tickling the ivories oh, for everybody. I, I mean, I don't want to get it, but it's like if Burt Convy's in an episode, you can just know that he's going to be my choice for Hunk. Oh, I love yeah. him. RIP, but I loved him so much. I am so glad you said that. Cause I was like, this guy's no. hot, right? He's so yeah. hot. <laughs> <laughs> oh i yeah oh my god he's a major hunk i would go to a party like i can't say that <laughs> like i would love to go to a party right now where people are playing the piano and stuff like that but i would totally do that <laughs> if her combi was performing and where there's sonic boom just happening left right <laughs> <laughs> but there was no sonic boom on saturday night because there were no flights scheduled someone threw that nugget out i was like what the heck but yeah i i loved like all of those scenes (laughs) although it was funny there was a scene where caleb is shooting and he has that gun and then louise walks in front of him I'm like, why would you walk right in front of someone holding a gun? <laughs> Even if they didn't like want to kill you, I mean, it could happen accidentally. And yeah. And we know those sonic booms happen. What if his gun shook while he was yeah. <laughs> sonic boom went off? Someone <laughs> really could startle somebody. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it was. <laughs> <laughs> just startling people all day long (laughs) but i guess they were all used to it i don't know these houses are all like enormous (laughs) no is this meant to be like the hamptons i thought upstate yeah yeah Yeah, that's what i was thinking like syracuse or something is is the hamptons not upstate Mm -mm. it's on long island right yeah it's on long island yeah I mean, first of all, it's unusual for a single man who works in publishing to have so, well, maybe not unusual, but it's like he's got so much money. He has like a place in New York, this huge office. And like, I mean, that must be what, like a 10 bedroom house in the country. And it's like, what does he need all that space for? Except to throw obviously beautiful parties and, you know, to have people dress up. He's a pampered rich guy who does nothing for himself and he's miserable. Yeah. That's what he said. Yeah, that one thing. Yeah. Okay. All right. Glennis, the Glennis is being lewd. Yeah. <laughs> not that kind of practicing kind indoor of Olympics. I loved that line. I did too. That they've been practicing indoor Olympics hotel rooms all across oh my gosh it was that was really funny that was really funny he also just walked right up to that other lady and pinched her butt yeah and he like sticks his hand up her her dress dress. oh i was like does he know this person like he's just well i'm not saying like but is this like if it was his girlfriend it's still uncomfortable but it would be whatever but it's like 
uh, genuinely you don't know that these people met before and it didn't yeah. seem like maybe they had it was so right weird. right I know that whole scene, I wrote it down. I said that roaming hand and evil queen turning around, like when that Ashley- so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was really good. That There's some really me, good shots there. Yeah. Yeah, oh my God. And Jessica's concoction for getting stains out. What is that, cake oh batter? Oh my God, that was insane. She just picked up cold milk, cold eggs and like sugar or something or flour, whatever it was. And she was going to- not even whisk it just like take a wooden spoon and mix it together and then put it on somebody's dress like silk dress yeah what's that gonna do like and then you can't really wash that off really i mean like Mm -mm. you're gonna walk around with like rotting milk and eggs on your dress (laughs) (laughs) she basically spilled club soda on it like so like is that gonna stain right i know whatever she spilled what it wasn't red wine or anything you know it was (laughs) <laughs> no, yeah. Ashley Vickers Ashley Vickers the beautiful Trisha O'Neill yeah she is very beautiful yeah she was she's I love when I love her in, as the angry like spurned but then you're like is she dating Peter Brill because it's like unclear to me yeah and that's that like, like, like an upgrade yeah. Uh, yes, in like almost every single respect, apart from the fact that he's not loaded, I guess. But it's like, yeah. who cares? Honestly, <laughs> like, he was—he's so cute. Oh my cute. gosh, the scene where the woman's auditioning and she's really bad—that made me laugh. Yeah, she reminded me when she was like, "Oh yeah," it reminded me <laughs> yeah. of um, the woman from uh, "Singing in the Rain." The one that Debbie Reynolds has to like oh. do the voiceover. That's what it reminded me of. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I forgot that <laughs> actress's name. She's like, oh yeah. <laughs> and she's just like all, she's like all chest. Yes. All chest. Yeah. And I was so worried the sweater was like going to go to the side. It was funny having like kind of a yes. thick knit sweater that was then very low cut because it was like, yeah. those are two like, I, you know, contrasting ideas. One is to keep warm. <laughs> yeah, no, I was, I was concerned and I was surprised to see someone wearing something that revealing on <laughs> she wrote. Mm-hmm. You don't get a lot of boob. That is true. Even Ashley Vickers, it was pretty, pretty high up. yeah and that lady in particular it was like an unsupported bosom (laughs) in addition to showing a lot of it (laughs) you know what I mean you're just like uh (laughs) yeah it was an intro the dynamic between Ashley and Peter was like interesting because it was like they sort of almost seemed like brother and sister guy, like, but they weren't obviously related, but it was like, she wanted to siphon off McCallum's money to mm-hmm. Peter to support his play, but mostly just to get revenge on the captain. Mm-hmm. But they obviously knew each other quite well. And then it was like, and in the end, they were going to try to cover it. I don't know. It was just like, I was like, how did you- is, are these guys old friends? Because they barely seem to like each other, let alone, right, you right. know, being cahoots. Yeah, no, it was confusing. They just didn't really dive into it that much. Yeah. But I mean, because yeah. it, it was, because, yeah, I said Bert's a real ham. 
Yeah. I did like when he said, I'll play you my hit from yesteryear. That made (laughs) me laugh. It's just a real cut up. He was. (laughs) Yeah, no, I love him. I think he's so cute. He is cute. We, I mean, we had a lot of like cute people. The the young like Grady and his girlfriend were kind of cute, and they um, yeah. also Kit's outfit for Halloween or for the sorry for the costume party was like also very <laughs> revealing. What was it? Like a genie. Mm-hmm. Like uh, a sexy... Who was dressed as Robin Hood? Oh, there was some petite blonde lady running around. She was in her pan, and then Grady was. Oh right, 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 <laughs> right, 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 right. Here, Ashley, I'll send you a picture. I don't even think I got a picture of um the bosoms. No, no, of Grady <laughs> and Peter Pan. Because yeah, Grady didn't really. Uh, like... He was Robin Hood. Grady was. Yeah, yeah, no, I know, but I'm gonna send you a picture of. Yeah, Grady and his girlfriend, like they were compared to how i know he is in the right 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 we're totally like palatable and they were cute and they were a nice couple i mean the the, what megan is talking about with the stress is particularly highlighted when the pi is sat there answering questions about why he's at the party and literally all you see behind him is kit's stomach for like i would say five minutes (laughs) like it's honestly Because I've already actually taken the pictures for this episode. <laughs> I was trying to get a picture of the BI. And it's like, it is, it's like half of her, her <laughs> stomach is right behind his head for most of the. <laughs> which is just, I don't know, it's just funny because normally I feel like they don't, I don't know, go that direction. Show a lot of skin. But it made me, it made me laugh really hard. And I mean, there were the other thing that made me laugh was um, Louise um, Cal. Wait, what? McCallum, with that she's shown back up the next day, and she's in the same outfit, and she just mm-hmm. looks like rough. Rough. Yeah. But see, this is my problem: is that like historically, Anne Francis would be my biggest hunk. Generally, mm-hmm. it's a really tough decision in this. Episode. Yeah. See, I thought when she showed back up at the party, I was like, I think she still looks good. Like, she's like, I look like hell. And I was like, do you? (laughs) It looks pretty good to me. (laughs) I'd be pleased with that. (laughs) Honestly, yeah. If I've had a big night, that's not, I don't look that good. No. Her makeup looked fresh. It was so fresh. I mean, I'm at work for an hour and it's just black under my eyes. Yeah. Like almost <laughs> right away. And she'd slept in her car, sleeping off kind of a rough night. And she was like, hey, like concealer. Well, like, her voice was so chipper. She's like, hey, I know I look rough. Instead of like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> What's that thing that the countess says? Not really. <laughs> I can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> good, it's good. <laughs> it's distinct. It it's is. Distinct. Not really. <laughs> She's so Not great. really. I can't do it. Yeah, no, I, 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 get, I get what you're saying. <laughs> I mean, it's also she drunk drove in the episode. It's like, I know. Yeah, like she I almost know. ran Grady over with her car. I know. He tried to fight a like a woman, <laughs> like a drunk woman, a kind of like a slender drunk lady, and he, she listened. She had a lot of force behind her. She was like knocked <laughs> him to the ground. Yeah, she, yeah, no, she she got him. You know, 
I mean, yeah, Grady. I, <laughs> I do like that Grady got arrested, and it's like you know, yeah. that's classic. That was pretty funny. Yeah. Poor Daniel at the train, just like throwing luggage on, throwing luggage on. She's like, like hold it just... at the station or send it. I'm like that's not yeah. his job. Yeah, I hate. Yeah, Daniel doesn't work for you, lady. Like, yeah, come on. Because you asked about his son doesn't mean right. <laughs> I know yeah. Dan- Daniel has like <laughs> the patience of the thing. <laughs> He's like, you're so crazy. Like the when she gets on and she's like, I just can't place something. He's like, okay, well, yeah. let me know if you need anything else. He's like moved on. He's like, you've wasted plenty of my time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Keep hopping on this train and popping off. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, I felt sorry for him. I felt she was you know taking advantage of this she was like she shows up when she shows up in new york and she's like she looked like a more like a uh, worldly lady in her beautiful silk blouse and beret and yet she was behaving like an insane person so she's like she's you know she's talking to daniel and that's great and like obviously later when she shows up at Preston Giles's office and he blows her off and everybody's like, yeah, he's normally a lot nicer than that. He's being a real jerk. And she's like, apples. You should have apples because you look really gray. I was like, that's a crazy thing to say to somebody you've just met. Yeah. So yeah. rude. It's so, so rude. rude. I would be furious. It's like when people say, oh, you look tired. It's like, go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> like how what are you what are you supposed to say to that you know yeah like some random lady comes up and is like, tells you to eat apples, apples. <laughs> it's like oh are you uh, from was it cinderella no no sleeping beauty i mean it was it was a snow rough... white snow white thank you <laughs> it was a rough it was a rough thing to say and he's like "Ooh, i like her apples. and he's like bringing her you flowers like... i'd be like Get this person away from me. <laughs> He's like, ooh la la, you seem really cool. Like, I love it when people tell me how tired and old I how look. horrible I look. I'd be like, someone, people have said that to me before, work people, and you're just like, I don't know how to respond. Right, like, I right, am right. tired. I, what I should have said is, oh, I, I thought I looked great. I know. Right. I don't think it's good when people comment on like your, your appearance. appearance. I mean, I, we all do it sometimes. Like if someone shows up and they look particularly great or something sure. and they have a really great haircut or something, it's natural to sort of comment on it, but it's a lot, it's not great when. But also it's like, okay, I guess if you're worried about their health or something, then you could, you know, but, but it's like, you shouldn't her. say anything. No, she, she doesn't. She doesn't know him and she's trying to get in his pants. So right, maybe right, exactly oh, she wasn't sure. She second one. He walked in. He's he's hot. He's rich. He is cute. She's like, guess what? I'm just a widow woman. <laughs> I'm just kidding. She doesn't say it like she that. She says something like that. She says, I'm just she's what she's saying is it's the classic, you know, the Phil Hartman sketch raised the caveman lawyer yeah yeah and he starts every like closing argument was like i'm just a i'm just a simple caveman yeah, like you know <laughs> like that's yeah. the joke it's a bit like that when she's like 
I'm just a widow woman from Maine. Like I'm not used to this kind of like level of like fancy stuff and romance and all right, that kind of right, thing. Right, right, right. Yeah. And it's like, well, tough. Cause it's, you know, he coming for you. it's yeah. coming for you. Look out. That smooch is right on, you know, it's on track. It's coming. <laughs> yep. No, he was cute. I, I get it. I forgot He's about that. Not as cute as Burt Combi. Not well, as cute no. as Burt Combi. And Not nowhere Combi. near, no one is as cute as the young man that helps her when she gets mugged. That's oh, very true. Oh my God. That guy that yeah. was yeah. so Glennis cute. and I watched together and Glennis said about five times how cute she thought that guy was like, oh, <laughs> she's like, oh he's a very handsome and then, like, a few seconds, like, well, he's really cute I'm like, <laughs> he was cute he was so nice to her he oh my god he was so sweet that's what I like when Glennis latches on to like one random person in the background. Like I think she latched on to like a deputy's butt in like one episode. Yeah. No, and he's like he's really cute and he's, he's so sweet. And, and she like hugs, you know, she like leans on him. I know. Yeah. Yeah, this yeah, is like no, me you... too. That <laughs> is just like writing her I'm fan fiction. Yeah. Oh, that's his first credit. Yeah. Is he another stuff, that guy? Yeah, he's in like another world and the soap Santa Barbara from the eighties. Okay, good for him. Yeah, falling he looks very down, cute. guiding light, sunset he's beach. A soap guy. Yeah, he's a soap guy. He was cute. I mean, yeah, it's you know who else was cute? Young Andy Garcia. Who I mean, he the is cute, but <laughs> like, he's so scary. <laughs> he was, I was like, scary. Also, are you just gonna stab her? Like, what? I don't. Like what was the end game there? That's I wondered that, and I thought it was really creepy. Yeah, he had a really fun uh, Benny and June hat that he was gonna wear in that sequence. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, he's so cut. (laughs) It's like ten years after that, but it is funny seeing Andy Garcia look so young. But yeah, I mean, like the world's handsomest man or something. But you know. There we I go. Mean, he's he so is. cute. <laughs> also, yeah, I mean, this did have like an all-star cast because, um, you know, Ned Beatty. I love Ned Beatty. I also learned only this year, or maybe a one year ago, one and a no. half years ago, that mm-hmm. he um, no. No. That he's not Warren Beatty's. You brother. learned that because I told you that. I, I didn't realize that like everybody knew that. that I they're thought not related. I was very I thought they were brothers. I mean they look exactly the same. So yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I'll cut it that was, out. But Warren ba- Warren Beatty's sister is Shirley McLean. Correct. Are they half siblings? Is that the deal or are they full siblings? I don't know. Is it an Emilio? Is it an Emilio Estevez, Charlie Sheen situation? Yes. Or are they halvesies? Oh, yeah, I like that Betty, Betty too. I thought he was very good in the episode. He's sort of funny. He's very funny. I thought he was very funny. I have a thought about Captain Caleb <laughs> that I'd like to share with you. Uh-oh. Oh, no. So I said... I would like, please tell me if this is like a too like deep cut here. But I had written in my notes that Captain Caleb had pulled a Wagatha Christie move. 
Do you remember the Agatha Christie storyline from this is a couple years ago? <laughs> Where okay, so out here there's um a wag it's a wife and girlfriend of a football player called colleen rooney's married to wayne rooney oh right yeah that was great wait so wag wag stands for wife and girlfriend and you yeah. use that term to refer to wife or girlfriend of a, a football football player yeah. typically football a football player. player but i guess it could be any sport but anyways right. this is a few years ago she found out that rebecca vardy who's married to <laughs> jamie vardy um had been selling stories about her to the papers. And oh. how she found that out was she had created a like mock Instagram account for herself that only a handful of people were following. And one of them was Rebecca Vardy. <laughs> this is an ongoing thing, by the way. This is still stuff is yeah. happening about this. And she would post things about her life and then wait and see if they ended up and in the papers but it was only going to the like dummy account and then she managed to whittle down the people in the dummy account until it was like just Rebecca Vardy or something like that and then that's how she found out that she, she like really good she posted this whole thing about how she'd like so they called her Wagatha Christie because she had <laughs> oh, forgot about it it was really yeah it was the it was the story we all needed at the time because it was an incredibly light piece of stuff. <laughs> Even though obviously for Rebecca Vardy, I think she was very upset about it. And um, anyways, wow, wow, wow. Rebecca. But I say I thought Captain Caleb had done a similar thing, right? Because he picked the people mm -hmm. he thought it was, and then he was feeding them incorrect information to mm -hmm. see what with it. it. Was like that's real wag at the Christie moment. It was, so. yeah, no, it definitely was. <laughs> I know it's like we didn't really get to know him at all really I mean he was just a jerk he was mean yeah. to his wife he was mean to his I guess co-worker slash kind of ex-girlfriend he seemed like a gross creepy dude yeah. I'm pretty sure Brian Keith in this episode's older than Preston Giles as well and Preston wasn't going around pinching bottoms or anything like that uh -uh. I did like that his boat was called the Chowder King mm-hmm I like a boat with right. a funny name. Well, he was the Chowder King because he had Chowder houses. Yeah, no, no, I know, but I like that. <laughs> oh my gosh. And in the scene where Grady is taking a call from Jessica inside the office, it's so chaotic. The receptionist outfit is really, it's like orange and blue. I think it's like yeah. sailory. Um, but I think, yeah, there's, you can edit this out, but there's an episode of <laughs> Snapped which is the oxygen show about women who kill and they the the wife and her husband are living on a boat that's called the screw you too <laughs> instead of like spelling out screw it's like a picture of a screw like a cartoon oh my god it's really great and that lady snapped yeah because, <laughs> <laughs> because also they were living on this very small boat like her her husband and two kids and it was I mean she was spending a lot of time at like a, a tiki bar nearby you know it was it was a great episode yeah I mean they had a boat called screw you too 
And they had two little kids. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, it was screw you, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That's, that's beautiful. It was. I mean, yeah. So we just, <laughs> I just can't remember the name of the bar that she kept going to. And they, I mean, they mentioned it like 15 times oh. on the episode. Do you guys ever miss City Confidential? Oh, yeah. I loved it. Palm Beach. Yeah. Everybody's got a secret. But no one can keep them or whatever they're gonna say. That was a great, a great. That was like my level of true crime. Mm -hmm. Like I cannot handle a city confidential. I cannot handle anything more serious than that. Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry. Just to before we go into the beats, Grady's the one that suggests that she's trying to solve the case. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's the one I say. I bet he says I bet you could solve this case. So he's the reason for everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. He's a very good nephew. <laughs> Why do they turn him into a Bobo? Yeah. But that's what they did on Boy Meets World with Eric. Do you remember Eric? He was yeah, just a yeah hot he didn't brother. used to be stupid. You no, know, and they did that with um Joey on Friends. Mm-hmm. I like, felt like he progressively got like dumber. I don't know why. Well, because originally he was just kind of a Lothario. Like he just was sort of yeah. a, like out of work actor that hooked up with a lot of women. And then it just exactly. became stupid at some point. Yeah. Well, not stupid, but you know. Well, kind of. We also, this is another episode as well where we have um, a woman that's had to be sedated after, yeah. you know. A lot of. What she saw was disturbing though. It was, but it's like. They were like, oh, she's lying down. Then someone went, she's had a, we've given her a sedative. I'm like, oh, okay. Just like give people well, sedatives like, all the time. Yeah, just start throwing them out. Yeah, it's like, oh, you feeling a bit funny about seeing a dead body? Just have the sedative. <laughs> she, poor old kit. She was screaming for a long time. Um, yeah, she was. It was a little excessive. It was. Okay, here we go. Episode beats. Thunder weather. Was it? Yeah. No. There was weather in the play. I wrote weather and it was like windy and blustery. And then I thought, I wonder if weather is just like an early shtick. But no, where Jessica's like bed bound because of her ankle or whatever, Mm -hmm. there's weather there too. When it makes the end sequence really creepy when they have all that wind Mm -hmm. because everything's just blowing around and the house looks kind of scary and. Yeah. Secret doors, closet hiding. No, I don't think anybody hides. Poisoning, bludgeoning. We've had two shootings, actually. So Baxendale was shot and Caleb was shot. Phone wire cut. No, she's shaking. No. Window peep. We have quite a long sequence of Chief trying to interrogate people while Jessica's messing around yes. outside. That is my favorite. Yeah, no, that was good. And she's like trying to climb the lattice. Yeah. And he keeps clocking her and then he's like, what is going on out there? Yeah. Fake name ID. We have, well, I guess Preston Giles must be a fake name. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, because he's the, yeah. And same with Dexter Baxendale, same thing. Oh, yeah. Baxendale. (laughs) 
That's a great thing. It is That's a great thing. You know, if you're going to pick one, it's going to be that or yeah. Gordon LaMonica. Gordon LaMonica. <laughs> you're going to know they're going to be able to find us when we go like, you know, off the grid right away because we're all going to be called Gordon LaMonica. Right. <laughs> also, it's like whenever a name pops in my head and I'm like, I know I don't know this person in real life. Like where, <laughs> where does this name come? Because Ashley Vickers is one of them too. I'm yeah. like, it's either Murder, She Wrote or it's Midsummer <laughs> Murders. Because I'm always like, like the other day, I was like, where do I know the name Rodri Probert? And then I Googled <laughs> it. And it's, now, sure enough, it's a, it's a Midsummer. I'm like, okay. It's Is not. that why you were texting me that? Oh, no, you that's like- I mean, the name Rodri came up because there's a TV show on Acorn called Hinterland that aired in Wales. Right. Like about five, six years ago. And it was so, so good. It's very dark, but it it all takes place in Wales. So there's a lot of characters named Rodri and Beth Ann. <laughs> Rodri. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, is that like a really common name in Wales? I looked and it was. And I was like, why do I know the name Rodri Probert? <laughs> <laughs> I lead a full life. <laughs> My good, good friend, Rodri Prober. <laughs> I love the, <laughs> like the Gordon LaMonica thing or the Jackie Daytona thing from oh, um, so what we do in the shadows. Um, okay, so Preston was uh, the fake name and he was also uh, the Count of Monte Cristo. Yep. So mm-hmm. Edmond Dante. A book I've not read, but Mark says is very good. Um, the fuzz slash cop quirk, Chief Gunderson, he doesn't like trouble on a Sunday. That's no, and he yeah. went into detail about that. Yeah. Church and football. And I mean, yeah. there was a whole conversation between his deputy and somebody on the uh ones and twos. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. On the switchboard at the police station where they are really going into it about the cop. Um, okay. Cop chemistry, no, but I think they respected and liked each other. I do too. Businessy business publishing. Yeah. 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 Uh, Clam chowder. Oh, clam chowder. You can make bank doing these things, I guess, Mm in the 80s. Now, maybe less so, but maybe maybe publishing, you still could make a lot of money. I don't really know. When the thugs were like looking at her, she's like reaching in her purse and they're like, what are you going to do? Call somebody? And I'm like, well, you can now. They were like, she was reaching in her purse or something and they were like, oh, do you got a phone in there or something? And it just made me laugh because yeah. we do now. We do have yeah. phones now. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. like jokes on you. Yeah. Ha, Andy Garcia. Yeah. <laughs> in your face, Andy Garcia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, they were showing Crocodile Dundee out here like at the weekend I don't think I've ever seen it all the way through where he runs through he's like hopping through yes and I will say it doesn't hold up great a lot no that's I'm sorry to hear that I did really like it back in the day that and Mark at one point towards the end went, Is there like a plot to this movie? And I was like, Oh my god, now that you say that, I don't think that there is. <laughs> but the sequence where the kids where the young people pull the knife on him and then he pulls out the bigger knife. Call that a knife. Call that a knife. It was pretty funny. And then the next bit where she goes, We need to call the police. And he's like, Why? It's just some kids having some fun. <laughs> it's, just, it's such a funny, weird little thing. But that reminded me of this, actually. Although this was quite scary. We don't often yeah. see Jessica in so much peril, but um, mm-hmm. 
And especially to have gotten into that kind of of her own not paying attention. She normally is paying more attention mm-hmm. than that. Um, okay, age ain't nothing but a number. So Kit Donovan, I did not get an age for. She has like 18 credits on IMDb or something, hardly any. So Peter Brill, who's Burt Conby, was 51. George, played by Herb Edelman, was also 51. And Francis, uh, sorry, Louise McCallum is 54. And Caleb McCallum is 63. Chief Gunderson was 47. Uh, Preston Giles was 62. Dexter Baxendale was 66. And Ashley Vickers was 39. Oh, and Grady, sorry, was uh, 32. And you might have noticed in the beginning, like, yeah, too old. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Old. Um, you might have noticed in the beginning, she has two friends with her at the play. Mm-hmm. One, Eleanor, was played by Rosanna Huffman, who we will la- we would later see as Miriam Harwood. I was wondering that. Okay, I'm glad you, yeah. I have not double-checked this, but I thought someone was saying online that she was married to Richard Levinson, who was one of the creators of the show. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. And then the other one was um, Lois, and she was played by Patty Edwards, who we would later see in the self-driving car episode. I can't remember if playing the same character, but also Cabot Co-Resident. And she voiced Flotsam and Jetsam in- um, Oh, right, right, right. Mm -hmm. And she had the funniest line to me, which is where- (laughs) When they call and they're saying all the shows she's going to win, they're like, Letterman, Donahue. And Jessica's like, oh, Donahue. And her friend's like, Donahue, I may die. (laughs) I know. I did. I loved how excited they were for Donahue. So cute. (laughs) I mean, Donahue is a big, it's a big deal. So next up, we have the Jonathan scale. I did, I I put a a big question mark about this, but I did wonder if maybe Grady fell into that category. I don't know. Not for this one. Okay. I disagree. Okay. I'm open to disagreements. I, I agree. I've agreed in every other Grady episode, but this one, this isn't Grady. Not the Grady you know and love. <laughs> Did you think Grady was hot in this episode, Glennis? No. He was fine. I mean, no one, no one even like uh, comes close the guy that helped her out in the alley yeah 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 he was great yeah uh these days we have a no petite feet we did it wasn't a flashback but we saw our little feet get off that bus yeah (laughs) the guy that helps her they showed his feet as well yeah yeah it was very good yeah glennis was like petite feet uh glamour shots yeah of course we have that giant photo of jessica in the bookshop window and then later we see it mustached in the alleyway when the boy rescues her yeah yeah we also have a newspaper glamour shot of dexter baxendale it's like (laughs) weird murder (laughs) something like right there's also a picture how she knows that the new york times writer is a woman Chris uh, Langdon, her her bio picture, we have that as well. So triple. (laughs) You're right. We had lots of glamour shots. So many glamour shots. But I would expect nothing less from a pilot. You want want some glamour Mm -hmm. shots in the mix. And they love a newspaper, you know, zooming in on a newspaper. Mm -hmm. Smooches, Grady and Kit Smooch. And of course, Mm -hmm. Jessica and Preston. Yeah, big time. 
They French. It's okay. like, uh. They did French. <laughs> they French. No, it's too open mouth. No, yeah. it's not open mouth. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's a closed mouth. Yeah. Yeah. It was so open mouth. It was, guys. It yeah, was like not you know, the, open the mouth. Lego hands. The little <laughs> yeah, ones. yeah. Like two of those coming together. <laughs> it wasn't. It was not open mouth. No, it wasn't. But compared to a Hallmark kiss, it was pretty steamy. So, because yeah. these people actually had sexual chemistry with each other. Um, <laughs> the bloody hands. We did see the body in the pool, but it wasn't like we didn't see much of it. There were a couple mm-hmm. blood drops on the boat, but yeah, not. Well, and Caleb's arm, like, and then his whole body falls out of that sail. Rough. That was pretty gross. <laughs> Familial ties. <laughs> Grady, of course, is in this episode. And uh-huh. then Ice Coast head shake. I said, sort of. We did have a lot of crying, which I, I you did. know. That's a lot for so her. Much. Yeah, they just smooched, but she was pretty devastated. Yeah, she was. I mean, I guess we think they just smooched. We don't know what happened, like, when that scene cut out. Like, we didn't get, we weren't privy to that. Um, fave outfit, worst <laughs> outfit. Megan, what about you? What about okay. you? I, I really liked Jessica's um, train garb um, mm-hmm. and I with the beret. And then I really liked, she wore kind of like a light pink or purple blouse with polka dots on it. I really liked those two oh. outfits. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't, I can't think too much of a worst. I didn't really like the first outfit that Louise McCallum is wearing when we meet her, which is like a blue blouse and a a beige skirt. I just, it's not horrible, but I just wasn't like that crazy about Mm. it. Okay. Glynis? I really like the pink and purple uh, polka dot blouse. Jessica also had a red and white like bow dress that was really nice. Um, and also the sleeping gown that the woman, the actress wore at the very beginning in the play. I thought that that was very, very nice. Um, I didn't really have any worst outfits. Um, okay. Yeah. Maybe um, the captain's wife's outfit. Okay. Ashley, what about you? Um, I liked Jessica's like checkered ivory blouse that she wore. Um, I think when she was right before the dinner party and maybe after the dinner party, um, the costume party. And then I also liked the nightgown the actress was wearing at the beginning of the episode, episode one. Um, and worst outfit, I would have to say Jessica's Glinda costume. I thought it was. Sorry, I just Whoa. didn't. I just didn't oh, like it, and wow. I know it was last minute. Wow! Wow! They, wow! You know, wow! That's you know. actually very shocking. I know, but also, oh, oh, my other favorite outfit was the guy who played Humpty Dumpty, but he was asleep on the bench in the background, and so <laughs> yeah, that it was, like was this egg-shaped. Um. So yeah, but yeah, I know that was a hot take. I'm sorry. It, but you're but Ashley you're right because it was like it was quite girlish and it's like and Jessica's a grown woman and we know she can pull off like sexier outfits than that and I felt mm-hmm. like she could have anyways yep. I yes so I just wanted to say you guys are all wrong the best outfit in this episode 
was Jessica's velour running suit, which was I did like that. A- <laughs> yeah. no, you're not wrong. You're I not thought wrong. that looked that is something I would probably wear tomorrow to just like march around town. It was really pretty. And it had a little rainbow thing across the top, which I thought was really nice. And I love the idea that she brought that for her trip to New York to just like power walk around town or whatever mm-hmm. she was going to do. And my, I didn't have a worst outfit, but I did think there was a lot of tweed, you mm-hmm. know, they're t- really tweeting her out to make her look like, um, like kind of funny to the teacher well that's why she had to go to guillermo's to get her new outfit (laughs) that's what the store was called (laughs) her friends told her she couldn't you know look like that but then she looked exactly the same (laughs) (laughs) fair point it's not a makeover unless they actually do something different anyways but i agree i like what they're trying on the outfits and she's like i hate this um biggest hunk ashley what do you think Bert Combi. Okay, Glennis. No, Glennis, that's not your biggest hunk. You know who it is. No, I know. I'm saying you guys know who it is. Oh, oh, oh. I thought you were saying, I don't know. The boy from the bus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Megan, yours? I mean, Bert. It's tough because I do also love Anne and Francis, but I got to give it to Bert in this one. And like, you all are like, no, Glynis, you remember. Glynis, come on. You know who it is. I don't. We've got three for Bert Convy. So well done, Bert. I love him. I love that he was sat there being sassy on the piano. And yeah. then he was like singing the song about like spurned mistresses. And he's like, sorry, Ashley. I like the Bah Humbug song. Bah yes. Humbug. That party seemed fun. And also yeah. I love the bit where the Peter Pan lady comes in and she's speaking like Peter Pan and she's like, throws her coat at the butler and is like, take a coat, Jeeves or whatever his name is. And, walks yeah. away and he's like, hello, Mrs. Evans. <laughs> <laughs> so annoyed. Um, okay, J.B. Burns. Glynis, did you write down any J.B. Burns for this episode? Um, I wrote down a lot of quotes. Um, okay the one that megan already mentioned that you look very gray this is yeah Susanna. that yeah it's <laughs> um and then i can't remember who says this but she said maybe the both of them have run off to grandmother's house oh the when they were talking about the captain and oh little, little riding yeah oh yeah yeah i thought that that was super shady i really <laughs> did not like that bunch of butt pinching no um, the only other thing that I had was when the um, talk show host calls out Jessica's uh, killer and she says, the pregnant ballerina is your killer. And I was just like, that whole sentence. <laughs> You're like, I love it. For the corpse dance at midnight. Ashley, did you write down any quotes? Um, I wrote down one when she's being interviewed by that like snotty literary critic. Mm. And he goes, well, of course, you know, um, it takes very little to impress people from Dubuque. And then, <laughs> and then the other one was when, I don't know when she's talking, but she goes, Grady's account, you know, is anemic. Oh, that, that part was really good. <laughs> that made me laugh because I always feel like Grady's in a continuous struggle to make money. Yeah. yeah. Even though he's got what seems to be a very good job, but he yeah. just can't ever yeah. keep it together. Yeah. yeah. 
Megan, what about you? Um, Jessica said it's not a burn, but Jessica says fiddle faddle like a couple times, <laughs> which made me laugh. And um, oh, I did laugh when Grady said he hated parties. Just felt very, yeah. of course, Grady very doesn't Grady. like parties. Yeah. yeah. Grady is always trying to prove how much fun he is. Right. <laughs> like top of the list. I don't like parties. Um, I had written out a couple. I wrote down television is your business, not mine. Jessica says that to the interviewer yeah. when he's trying to save people that watch TV are stupid. And then um, there is a bit where they're talking about what costume she could wear. She impressed in. And she said, I could always come as Lady Godiva and then winks at him, does a click and shakes her shoulders. And it felt like almost identical to something I would do <laughs> say to somebody. Because <laughs> it was like, she's trying to make it sort of sexy joke, but then being right. as goofy as she possibly yeah. can about it, which I really thought was very cute. I know that's not a burn. And then um, this is a burn. The chief says... Oh, I read your book. And she says, well, I'm so glad you like it. And he said, didn't say I liked it. I said, I read it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha, Jessica. Uh, fave guest star, uh, Megan. Oh, that's a really good question. I mean, I do really like Preston Giles. I thought he was really good. And I mean, the end bit is really scary where you're like, is he going to try to hurt her? I mean, I, I've seen it before, so I know he doesn't. But yeah, it, um, it would... Um, I think I'll, yeah, I think I'll go with him. I thought he did it. He was good. Okay, Ashley? Um, I think I'm going to go with, I like the sat, there's two really sassy people in this episode. So I'm going to go with Burt Comby and Anne Francis because they were sassy and chaotic. Anne Francis is very good in this episode. Like, Yeah, she is. Yeah, I, it's 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 a sort of the kind of spurned wife is never like the most yeah. like interestingly written character on shows like this, but it is. I think she plays it really well, which you can't remember if she's actually killed him or not. It's interesting. Um, Glennis, what about yeah. you? Yeah, I liked her as well, Anne Francis. Mm-hmm. I think mine was Burt Convy, uh, but I really liked Trisha O'Neill as well, and I thought she was very good in this yeah, episode. I, I find her captivating and then um we've got glennis's guess i got it right did you you yeah, know she did Preston. did you think he was gonna push her in that pool yeah i did i did too yeah but then i was like no but she's not um like with it enough to have the police waiting by to catch mm-hmm. him um so you know fine can't you know kill her on the pilot right (laughs) you're right that probably would be a mistake (laughs) if we started with this one glennis like how would you have like i don't know like is this a type of jessica you like or do you like the later ones it's just interesting this is your first yeah i it's it's interesting because it's um (laughs) It did really throw me for a loop, like the first couple of minutes. Like I said, like I was like, "This isn't the character. This isn't <laughs> who she is. This is she's not like you know insecure and like not confident. Like she's very confident. Like why is this guy so surprised that she guessed the killer in the play?" Mm-hmm. Um, 
so I, you know, I don't know if I liked it any better or any less than the other ones, but it was an interesting sort of retrospective on how the character has evolved and mm-hmm. then where it started. Because um, I, I think if we had watched them chronologically, like that would have been lost or would have been muted on the way. Whereas yeah. this now like, oh, wow. Okay, this pilot is very different than how she's evolved. Mm-hmm. And you know what's crazy actually is the first episode we had you watch was Sing a Song of Murder. And that one also was confusing because it's she starts as playing Emily, not as playing Jessica, playing her cousin. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. I like that we're always trying to keep you a little bit off balance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, is this Jessica? <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that, I honestly, I was like, is this like a dream sequence? Like, I <laughs> so that brings us to sorry us guessing what you graded this episode um any insight megan i think she liked it but i wouldn't say she like loved it would be my i'm gonna say five i'm gonna say six actually okay i'm gonna say five it was good yeah five five okay like it, it was, it was good, but I, I don't know. It also, just made me like sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, like, yeah, she, yeah. She seems, and I know they had to start it somewhere. She just seems so like not sure of herself, and I didn't, I didn't really like that. I got it. Yeah, is you're right. It's interesting to see it, the lady she becomes quite like in a couple of seasons. She's mm-hmm. like. Yeah, I feel it's like a very we've different seen that person. Season one episode, and right? Have we? Yeah, yeah, yeah we have. Yeah, we have. I think she is a little bit dowdier in the first season, and probably I agree. second a little bit. But yeah. by the time you're hitting the third, like you know, I think they drop that fairly quickly. Like yeah, she yeah. is, you know. Um, do you have a fave moment, Glennis? Um, I don't know if it's necessarily my fave moment, but I do want to bring it up. The whole like smoking in the radio show. <laughs> yeah, that was oh, really yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So smoky in there. And she's like, <laughs> and he's like, you're killing me. <laughs> he's, like, he's talking about the smoke, but then he he's like, give me anything. Oh, yeah, that was good. <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're dying in here <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and she like interpreted it as like the smoke right yeah yeah she's like can you imagine being in that tiny radio room <laughs> right <laughs> ashley what about you what's your fave moment overall ranking um i love jessica like putzing around in the garden behind ned Beatty when he's okay. like trying to be a detective that was like and he's interrogating everyone that was my favorite moment um I would actually I actually really like this and even the like sort of melodramatic moments felt fine you know so I'd give it an eight an eight okay mm-hmm. Megan what about you fave moment overall ranking favorite moment was the costume party um and uh, gosh I- I'm gonna go nine I think it's a strong okay. A strong start. My fave moment is also the costume party. And I think I'll give this an eight. I really like it. 
It's a really, uh-huh. I think, fun watch. You know, I like my Jessica a little more glamorous than this. So I, I, I yeah. feel like, and I think in a different season, listen, Burt Convy be all over her. Ooh, you know, that's yeah. uh, that's where we would have been at. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. It's like, and I, I, that's my safe space. Just <laughs> so knowing that. Out. Yeah, is knowing that. So, um, yeah, I guess does anybody else have anything they want to add before we close out? Mm-mm. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for listening, and we hope you'll listen again next week. Bye. Bye.